Tēnā koutou katoa, ko Polly Hutchinson tēnē. Welcome to this Leading Lights podcast on toileting concerns in primary aged children. Today I'm talking with Rowan McLeod, a public health nurse based at Burwood Hospital. Rowan has many years of experience working with children, their families and schools on a range of health challenges, including those with toileting concerns. Welcome, Rowan. Thank you, Polly. Rowan, in your role as a public health nurse, working with children with toileting concerns, how do you see these concerns impacting on the child's well-being? What have you seen? The well-being of children who suffer from continence issues um, is truly affected. Both their mental health and their physical health is affected. For example, the mental health, anxiety is a big problem, embarrassment around their problem, family relationships often break down, peer relationships often break down as well, bullying can be occurring, academic ability may decline, the child's self-esteem is affected and their behaviour and emotions. Especially concerning the constipation, the physical health of the child is most definitely affected. They suffer from abdominal pain, their poor wee tummies can be distended, they suffer from faecal soiling, anal fissures often, irregular bowel activity, poor appetite with nausea, and they do suffer from a lack of energy. So many effects on the child's physical and emotional well-being. When a young child has problems with toileting at school, we often view this as normal, as a developmental issue. This isn't always the case. What are some of the causes of toileting concerns at school? Toileting issues are reasonably common in school-aged children, with up to 25% of children suffering from constipation, which is one of the most common causes of both soiling and daytime wetting. It is estimated around 3-4% to of children suffer from daytime wetting and this seems to affect girls more than boys. However, nighttime wetting affects more boys than girls. Some of the reasons for the increase in children's continence issues, and some of these reasons have come from talks that I've given in the community to parents, there is an increase in public awareness of the assistance that is out there to help them with their children's continence concerns. Both parents are often working full time. Parents are unaware of the child's need to toilet cues. Parents too busy or too tired. Child has never learned to use the toilet. Lack of routines in the home. Children in extended childcare, some in childcare from seven in the morning till six at night. The normalcy around using nappies, pull-ups and the use of sipper bottles for their drinks. Highly processed diets often, lack of daily physical exercise and poor health literacy. Toileting concerns in new entrant children may occur due to the child never having achieved toilet learning. We are seeing a growing number of children starting school still wearing nappies for example. Occasionally a new entrant will have a wetting or soiling accident However, this may be due to them not yet understanding the routine in the school, being too shy to ask the teacher if they can go to the toilet, 
be too busy exploring and learning and miss the physical cue to go off to the toilet, be too afraid to go to the toilet by themselves, and that's where the buddy system comes in really handy. However, should this behaviour persist, despite the appropriate intervention from the teacher, then a conversation would need to be had with the parent or caregiver. Any child having continence issues at school should receive assistance as soon as possible. They may be very constipated, which can be the cause of, or be exacerbating, the soiling and daytime wetting accidents, and the longer this persists, the more difficult it is to treat. Persistent soiling is almost always due to severe functional constipation. This is a medical condition which, with the appropriate treatment, can be easily treated. There are many reasons why children wet during the day. There are actually at least 13 different reasons why children wet during the day. They can be from simply not being reliably dry to having an overactive bladder, which causes them to run to the toilet urgently many times a day. Underlying constipation is one of the biggest causes. It is very common right through to urinary tract infection. This condition can be very challenging to treat. You will notice that I have referred to constipation several times and there is good reason for this, though it may not be um, a teacher's first thought when presented with a child who is wetting and soiling in class. However, constipation is having a significant detrimental effect on the child on both their physical and mental health as we discussed earlier. When should a school take steps to address this concern and what might that involve? Schools should address this issue immediately. In fact, any concerns around toileting should be discussed on enrolment and if there are concerns for the child's continence, the parent caregiver should be advised to discuss this with their doctor and a referral to the public health nurse for advice. We accept referrals from the age of four years. All referrals require either written or verbal consent by the parent caregiver. The teacher Senko should discuss any continence concerns for a child at school with the parent caregiver in the first instance. There may already be a plan in place at home which will need to be followed during the six hours the child is spending at school. Routines for these children are very important. Regular drinking, primary school age children need between 1,200 and 1,500 mils of water a day. That's the bare minimum that they need. And toileting throughout the day is so important. You may notice their drink bottle marked with the amount they need to drink at both morning break and lunchtime. Allow the child unrestricted access to the toilet. Discuss a toilet sign with the child. We normally use the T sign for the toilet. Maybe develop a social story. This can be useful for new entrants or any child who may be struggling developmentally. You will find a good example of a social story on leading lights. Rewards may work for some children. So Rowan, if a school does work with a family whānau and makes a plan to support the child and, and uses the agreed strategies of, of regular drinking, um, free access to the toilets, maybe a social story, maybe a buddy system, but what if there is no improvement after a couple of weeks? What would be the next step? In the case where the school has worked with the child and family and there has been no improvement, then ensure the child has been seen and assessed by their doctor. 
All GPs in Canterbury have access to health pathways, which gives them clear instructions as to how to manage children with continence issues. If the child is under the care of the doctor and there still remains a concern, then a referral to the public health nurse is appropriate. If necessary, the public health nurse can engage the family with a GP and be an advocate for the family. The nurse will also complete a thorough continence assessment and provide an action treatment plan for both home and school. The public health nurse will liaise with the teacher SENCO and attend pastoral care meetings if appropriate. Rowan, how does a public health nurse support a child with toileting problems? What approaches might they take? Once a referral is received by the public health nursing service, it is triaged and the referrer family are notified of receipt immediately. The referral is then allocated to a nurse who contacts the family within two weeks. Public health nurses here in Canterbury accept referrals for all neurotypical children who struggle with continence issues from the age of four years. Children with physical and or learning disabilities are referred to the nurse ward service via their GP. We request the family complete a bowel diary, which is kept over two weeks, and a fluid diary over three days. This provides us with some objective information and begins the assessment process. Should the child be soiling at school, the teacher may also be asked if they would be willing to complete a diary over two school weeks to keep a note of any accidents that may be occurring. A comprehensive continence assessment is then completed with the parent caregiver. This assessment takes approximately 60 to 90 minutes and following this, a treatment plan is developed for the child, family and school where appropriate. Some of our families do struggle with both health literacy and literacy in general, so the treatment plans, which may include pictorial plans or pictograms, are provided where necessary. The public health nurse will be liaising with the child, family, school teacher, SENCO, and some schools the principal, GP, paediatrician and any other agencies involved with the family as consented by the family. The nurse's job is to educate the parent caregiver and child so that they can journey on together with the aim of aim being the child will achieve full continence. The nurse will also liaise with and refer to the GP when necessary using ERMS, that's the Email Response Management Service, Schools are also able to contact the child's GP via ERMS, when appropriate to inform the GP of the child's progress. In the case we have worked with the child and family for around three months and there is no progress, we will either refer to the GP for ongoing assessment, recommending referral onto the paediatrician. One of the most challenging aspects of working with children who are struggling with chronic continence issues is working with the behaviours that have built up around the concern. Do all children with um, toileting concerns need to see a GP? In short, yes. We can expect that most children would be certainly clean and hopefully dry during the day by the age of four years. Any child who is soiling or wetting at school requires assessment and the GP is the first port of call. They are the child's primary health care provider. We are finding more and more these days that children are starting school in nappies. These children appear neurotypical. There are no obvious developmental concerns. They have just never achieved toilet learning and may fall under the umbrella of what has been termed social learning difficulties. 
Children with social learning difficulties sometimes have more difficulty in learning continents for several reasons. And these reasons may be they may have a developmental delay that hasn't been picked up, reluctant to use the toilet, they dislike they dislike smells and sounds, they have rigid eating patterns, they lack interest or understanding as to why they should learn how to use the toilet, they have no motivation to be like others, and they find it's easier to wee and poo in a nappy and continue playing. They are otherwise healthy, well children. Rowan, do you have any further advice for schools uh, supporting children with toileting concerns? There are a number of points that I would like to make here. Um, the children, new entrant children, need to be educated around toilet etiquette. That's really important when they start school. They need to recognise that toileting needs are highly individual and do not conform to school timetables. Restricting toilet access can have a negative impact on a child's bowel and bladder health. Persistent holding on can lead to constipation and incomplete bowel and bladder emptying, causing the soiling and daytime wetting to persist. Children who wet and soil at school pose an infection control risk, and this is a public health concern. Schools need to decide, along with the child's parent caregiver, who is going to assist the child at school, should there be a soiling or wetting incident. Consider high health needs funding for children who are needing ongoing assistance with their continence issues. ORS funded students will already be receiving ongoing support in the school. Any school staff member who agrees to assist the child must follow the school's infection control policy and practice fastidious hand hygiene. Encourage good hand hygiene at school anyway. There is no quick fix for children who suffer from continence issues. It may take anywhere from 3 to 18 months for them to achieve continence with kindness, patience and persistence around routines. Children who are receiving treatment for chronic constipation with soiling and are requiring bowel disimpaction, that's a clean out of the bowel, may be away from school from, for anywhere from one to five days. Teachers can play a very important part in supporting the child during their time at school and regularly communicating with the child's parent caregiver, SENCO or principal, and public health nurse as to the child's progress. Leading Lights is a fabulous resource for teachers. There is an excellent link in Leading Lights under Health Toileting that will guide teachers who have concerns for children with continence issues, and you will find the details for contacting the Public Health Nursing Service on this page. That's wonderful, Rowan. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and experience with us. Thank you very much. Okay.